it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. Here we go. Here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Big Wednesday episode of Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon, a guy who is not testifying on Capitol Hill today. No, ma'am. Joe Biden's brother, Jim Biden, sure is. Uh Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. He very well may be. We're going to get down to it uh, in this hour with Battle and Bill Hammer, co-host of America's Newsroom. Uh, there's about a 300-point IQ gap between he and I. Obviously, I'll do my best to help him keep up. Uh, we're also going to get into it with a host of fan favorites. Uh, I am talking about Kennedy, the host of the Kennedy Saves the World podcast, and Katrina Campins, who weighs in on a New York court's decision to devastate the real estate business by ruling against Donald Trump, something Kevin O'Leary has been very outspoken about. Uh, Campins, as you know, is one of the most celebrated high-end realtors uh, in the country, and uh, she will weigh in on how this impacts her and uh, people like her in the development buy and sell business. Uh, It's going to be kind of substantive for a show that really does sound like it gets paid in Tide Pods and tequila. So if you want to help me loosen up the vibe, uh, you're always welcome to call in. 888-788-9910. This show has no ideological barrier for entry. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. No, ma'am. Uh, as this radio drill sergeant, uh, we all we ask is that you be a Republican, you be a Democrat. Just don't be a... That is all. Happy Wednesday, you guys. I'm in a good mood. Getting ready to go back on tour. This is my last weekend uh, in New York City for a while, which is great. You know, I've been here. been in New York walking around with all the hobbits. <laughs> Basically dodging migrant street gangs that are robbing people on mopeds all over Manhattan. You have to see it. Like last night we were out filming in a checker cab where I was driving around in a checker cab filming, you know, clips for my TV show. And uh, we probably got cut off like 5,000 times by people going the wrong way on mopeds that have no license plates on them, which means they're doing something uh, that is not the type of transaction that comes with a receipt. That's true. That is true. Okay. A lot of weird stuff on the streets of New York right now. But we talk about crime in gray areas, not because I'm mad at the moped riders of the world, whatever, but because... Whatever this Biden influence peddling scheme amounted to, okay, we're in a wild position today where James Biden, he was obviously referred to mostly as Jim Biden in these deals we've read about. He had been subpoenaed back in November to appear for a House deposition as part of this impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden. Okay, I don't know that this is going to end with anyone getting impeached or anyone going to jail. But it's significant, and I wanted to talk about it because there's a teachable moment here for everybody in this country. And the teachable moment is everybody in Washington is completely full of Okay, we were told in the run-up to the 2020 election that there was no Biden business. 
we were told Joe Biden never talked to his son about that business because the business didn't exist. So how could he even talk to him? Also wrong because we have emails that he met his business partners. We have photos at Cafe Milano where they've had lunches. We now have the White House flat out admitting that he called into Hunter Biden's business meetings on more than 20 occasions, but he was only doing it to talk about the weather. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But the point I'm trying to make is this story has evolved a lot, a lot from where it started. It started with there's no story. I didn't talk to my son about his business. I have no idea what he was doing. There is no business. doesn't involve me. It's now made its way to 96 different shell companies funneling money for the Bidens from overseas entities that were trying to do business with our government while he was the sitting vice president. Does that mean he's going to jail? No. I don't even think they're going to impeach him. Okay, I don't know that the House has the votes to do anything, and the Republicans have been a huge mess. But James Biden being on the Hill today and having to speak to the logistics of how they were moving this money around, you know, and maybe the loan repayment checks where he got $200,000 loans that he wrote a check to Joe Biden for, $40,000 loans that he wrote to Joe Biden for. But apparently, okay, these loans didn't come with any interest uh, at that dollar amount. I understand you're a family member. You're just trying to help out. But this wasn't a situation where family members were trying to help out destitute family members. This was a situation where everybody involved had millions and millions of dollars and was meeting with high-level government officials with high-level business interests on the other side of the world that wanted access to our vice president. These loans, in theory, don't necessarily make sense, number one. But number two, the fact that they even exist at all is a contradiction of everything they told us in the run-up to the 2020 election. That's just how white folks will do you. And that's how they did us, okay? They were very much interfering in the 2020 election by killing off the Biden business story. They said it wasn't a thing. You can't talk about it. You can't go on Facebook. You can't go on Twitter. This is disinformation. This is the Russians. We're not going to let them determine our elections. So we're going to go out and kill this story. Can't share it. We'll block you from Twitter. We'll block you from Facebook. But you think about what they were knowingly doing in that moment, because if the Biden family business exists and we now know it exists through the testimony of Hunter, the business partners, Jim Biden, the bank records, 157 suspicious activity reports from the Biden uh, from the Obama Treasury Department. Okay, you understand if the Biden business exists and it's a real thing, that means they knew it was a real thing when they said you couldn't talk about it in 2020. So everybody out there that keeps telling you, like, democracy's on the ballot, we've got to look out for election interference, we've got to look out for those people, you know, manipulating voter sentiment and spreading propaganda to get their way, every one of those people, in the Democratic Party that says that twice a night on cable news, okay, is guilty of exactly what they're accusing you of being. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Really fascinating. Let me give you some of this. Okay, here's uh, Mike Davis, former Senate Judiciary Committee counsel. He was on late last night with Trace Gallagher on our air uh, explaining that the Bidens have some explaining to do. Clip two. Here's the problem with the Biden family. They have $20 million plus coming from foreign entities, foreign governments and foreign entities to what seems like every Biden family member, except for the six-year-old granddaughter who they finally claimed under political pressure. How do they explain 20 plus million dollars going to the Bidens? But for the fact that they're selling Joe Biden as the brand, this is an influence peddling scheme. 
And listen, there is really no other way to explain it. This is what you need to know, okay? None of these businesses that the Bidens run that took in $20 million, okay, none of them, none of them have an actual dedicated business purpose. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Okay, they were running an influence peddling scheme, and they were obviously using other bank accounts to launder some of the money. And I don't think, you know, you need to be Republican to feel that way. I just think you need to be a self-respecting human being who who realizes if somebody opens up a a bunch of businesses, but none of the business have a name, meaning one of them wasn't like the pizza business, the dog grooming business, the lawn mowing business. None of these things had a declared purpose. They were just opening up shell companies that came with bank accounts that they could transfer money through because it makes it harder to find the origin source of the money and ultimately the destination where the money would ultimately reside. I mean, think about this, okay? If you go out to dinner with a friend, dinner, okay? You do any type of business exchange. You hire a guy who's going to put in a new patio in your backyard. New patio in your backyard. That's what you get, a new patio, some new big pavers, and they're going to do it nice. They're going to lay the sand down before they pour the cement. You don't have to worry about the weeds growing through it right away. It's a nice big paver. It's going to feel good on your bare feet. Oh, come on, what a country. Okay, so you hire this guy to lay down the new patio in your backyard and you agree on a price. And then uh, you say, you know, do you take cash or do you take check? And he says, uh, actually, I'm going to need you to wire this money through 96 different bank accounts. (laughs) Then it's going to end up with my grandkid. (laughs) Okay, you don't know why, but your immediate reaction to that request is going to be. He should be behind bars. There is no legitimate business entity. Okay, I don't have the goods. I'm not telling you these people are going to jail. I'm not telling you I can prove what they did. I don't know that. I'm just a talk show host, not an investigator. Okay, but there is no legitimate business entity that is wiring that much money through that many different bank accounts and ultimately giving it to the grandkids of the business runners and operators if what they're doing is above board. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. Okay, again, these are companies that are negotiating with the United States of America while Joe Biden is the sitting vice president. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And at a time when they were trying to negotiate energy deals with our country, okay, Hunter Biden sat on the board of an energy company despite the fact that he had no background in energy. You dig? So people that wanted our nation's business hired Biden family members for no other reason than to get access to Joe Biden. Okay, and they represented this access by having him call into business meetings, by meeting with business partners. I don't doubt that they were savvy enough to not leave a complete paper trail to how this was being done. But you understand the way they worked around that was through wiring this money through all of these shell accounts, was through James Biden ultimately getting money directly, but Joe Biden not getting money directly. Joe Biden got checks from James Biden. So you think about that. On a day when, okay, $2 million comes in for James Biden, okay, he turns around and writes a $200,000 check to Joe Biden, which sounds an awful lot like 10% for the big guy.
Hunter Biden's business partner, Tony Bobolinsky, a guy who served this country, a guy who has testified under oath, said Joe Biden was the brand and got a 10 percent kickback on whatever his family could shake people down for. So on a day when Jim Biden gets two million, Joe Biden immediately gets a check for 200,000, writes it the same day. And now wants you to believe that was a loan repayment. You are so full of sh- I mean, it looks a lot like, you know, understand this. 10% for the big guy is not something made up out of thin air. It's something that's in the family's business emails. So when they tell you, oh, there was no business, okay? I didn't know. I wasn't involved, okay? They're lying. And I don't have an answer other than this family is corrupt. Does that mean he's going to get impeached? Probably not. Okay. It doesn't mean anybody's going to take a perp walk here. But if you are just being an objective observer of how this family operated and the lengths they went to to hide their income, number one, but the lengths they went to to deny us the ability to have an honest conversation about this in the run-up to the last election, like that was election interference. You know, will they prove criminality when it comes to the business dealings? I don't know. There's enough gray areas in how these people are raising money. I don't have the answer. Okay. But we as a people did have an election that was very much, very much influenced by the referees. The referees told us you can't talk about this. Okay. You're not allowed to do this. And understand the referees said so knowing full well that the FBI had already authenticated Hunter Biden's laptop. Okay, the fact that we now all acknowledge Hunter Biden's laptop is real is not based on information we got after the election. It's based on information everybody knew before the election, but they wanted to stop you from talking about it because it was damaging to the Biden campaign. Okay, lo and behold, the minute the election was over, the first thing the New York Times and the Washington Post did was run articles that said, oh, by the way, the laptop was real. That's why I don't read the newspaper, because it's garbage. And the editor that let it come out is garbage. So in moments like this, okay, if it was the Republican Party denying you that critical information and trying to sway an election just the same, I would call it a bad thing. It's bad thing for America if this becomes the standard operating procedure. Okay, we have a real problem with election integrity in this country. The last two sides to lose a general election claimed it was stolen. Okay, Republicans did in 2020. Democrats did for three years after 2016. Okay, you know what else? The Democrats said it was stolen in 2004 when John Kerry lost, in 2000 when Al Gore lost. So you understand every Democrats the elections lose in this century they claim is stolen. Okay, the Republicans also have one on their belt. So if you're keeping score at home, Three for the Democrats, one for the Republicans. Neither are good. I'm not adding them up and declaring either side the winner. America is the loser in this moment. Okay, but we have a real problem with election integrity. And if there's nothing else to learn from Jim Biden's testimony, it's the fact that the Biden story has changed from, all right, there was no business to there was some business, but it was something I wasn't involved with to I was involved with it, but only to talk about the weather. I mean, it's bananas. Okay. And all I'm really learning as I watch this is not which Biden might go to jail or how the hell they got away with it. All I'm learning is we have an election integrity problem and the people doing the most to warn us about them are the ones that are actually causing the majority of the integrity problems. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. Critics are calling it the funniest show on the radio. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. I almost had it. 
Jason in the House, the Jason Chaffetz Podcast. Dive deeper than the headlines and the party lines as I take on American life, politics, and entertainment. Subscribe now on foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you download podcasts. There are plenty of articles as to this open influence peddling. His brother didn't even try to make this subtle. I mean, he actually uh, really sort of hearkened uh, uh, his connections to his brother, his ability to uh, use that name uh, on his official uh, pitches. And so President Biden had to know that his son and his brother were influence peddling. And you've got to stop and ask yourself, then, what does that mean? Right. Influence peddling is corrupt. Right. It's, it's a form of corruption. The United States government has opposed internationally. That for a second. That's Jonathan Turley. Our legal analyst here on Fox News, flat out telling you that Biden physically knew what his son and his brother were up to. Now, this is only interesting to me because last week's special counsel Robert Hur said what? Biden knowingly, willingly broke the law when it came to retaining classified information. He said, hey, we're not going to charge the guy because of his mental condition. We have a president that is clearly not all there. But you understand, okay, you're seeing a pattern of criminality here. These are people who thought they were above the law, just the same as Hunter Biden was about to get a plea bargain that would have exonerated him from any future crimes he might potentially be charged for. No, that doesn't sound fugazi at all. But that's exactly how the Bidens were behaving. They believed as being part of the political establishment that they were immune from any type of prosecution, which is why they likely carried on as brazenly as they did. You know, Jonathan Charlie's flat out telling you, if you look back to how Jim Biden was wording emails, okay, he was doing so under the auspices that, yes, Joe Biden, the vice president, is involved and will be happy to connect you. Okay, that's not an effort to cover this up. That's an effort to peddle influence. That's an effort to showcase their proximity to the president and use it as leverage for bigger payments. Now, all of this is only relevant. Why? Because of how much of a contradiction it is against what they initially told us again and again and again. The way they solve murders is not by saying, hey, did you kill her? And the guy says, yes. They catch the guy in a bunch of smaller lies and realize he's ultimately lying about the big one. And the evidence puts it all together. And then you have your answer. So this small question was, hey, did you ever talk to your son about your business? No, that's a lie. Okay. Did you ever talk to your brother about his business? No, that's a lie. Okay. Did you ever, I don't know, talk to the business partners? No, that's a lie. Well, then it turns out he got paid. Are you the big man, Joe? Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton with Row. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you'll subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share.
It's America's Life Coach. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, man, the pyrotechnics have gone off. They've released the doves. That can only mean one thing. Battle and Bill Hammer back in studio. The crowd goes wild. Good to Amigo, see you. Amigo, what's happening? Nice, nice to hear your voice. I'm back with you again. I'm saying, Hammer, it's been too long. The American people, you know, be going through a drought, man, because you haven't uh-huh. been on the show. A lot of things have transpired since the last time we got together. Last time uh-huh. we got together, we were talking about the Super Bowl. It's a much simpler world. Yes, I was at that game. Uh, yeah, that's right. We you can talk me. about it if you want. We don't no, have no, to. We, we, don't should, like to. we should probably move on with our lives. <laughs> I, you want to know why, too? Please. It's the Midwest are classy people. I have yeah. a listener who's a big Chiefs fan who heard me say I actually like the 49ers in the game. Mm-hmm. Vehemently disagreed with me, but as an I told you so, sent me yesterday a case of barbecue. Hot dog. Yeah, how about it? Jack yeah. Stack's barbecue out there Whoa, in Kansas City. The, Real stuff. The big one. That's what I'm saying. That's like getting Skyline or Montgomery Inn ribs <laughs> from, from C. Natty. But what I love about it is uh, it's like a, a, it's a well-heeled screw you. You know what I mean? You don't feel, yeah. you know, I love it. Right. It's, cla- it's a classy right. move. Screw you. Yeah, you lost, yeah. and I'm going to be a bigger man <laughs> and give you some of our best. I love it. So no complaints about the Super Bowl. Uh, and it's Can good. I tell you just one yeah, thing? Give it a Those minute. teams played hard. Did they ever? In person, it was real. It was. It wasn't a car crash on every play, but yeah. pretty close to it. it was, and right. if you were a Chief or a 49er and you were going to take yourself out of the game, uh-huh. you had to really be hurting. Yeah, you had to be banged up. Right. They were go- no, they were going hard. And uh-huh. listen, man, I feel for the Niners. They were a really good team. They were mm-hmm. right How's there. How's my posture? No, no, you look good, what Hammer. You got, I know. I he's so used to it. Or... You know what's funny about you, Hammer? Yeah, what's up? You are an all-weather tire. And what I mean by that is you're at the desk at America's Newsroom, but you're at the board on election night. Yeah. And you, these are, you know, two of the most prestigious assignments one can occupy in news. Yet if we just stick you in a comfy chair, yeah. we so, lose, you know, all formatics out what the window. What do I do? The release point changes. You know when they show you a picture, they're like, well, his arm angle's too high on the curveball. Your whole R angle's off. If, if we take you out of the prestigious venue uh-huh. that you got fancy on us. So here we are. You know, they always say it's not a boxer's record. It's who he fought. There was a great old fighter, okay, but Julio Cesar Chavez was the fighter. He was like a, a, a middleweight fighter. Uh-huh. And uh, he had fought a guy named uh, Greg Haugen. And if you remember Chavez, he fought like Meldrick Taylor. The fight was called with a second to go. Uh, it was a TKO against Meldrick Taylor because they thought he might die in the ring, which was controversial because I think he would have survived. But anyway. Ref stepped in. Or yeah, ref stepped in. Got yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. But it was literally like under 10 seconds to go in the fight. So it was controversial at the time. But Chavez had a record of 130 wins. He had fought everybody. And Greg Haugen, who he was going up against, famously had said in the run-up to the fight, yeah, he's got 130 wins, but they were all – he fought like Tijuana cab drivers. Well, anyway, (laughs) after he knocked out Haugen, Greg Haugen, to his credit, opined, those were some pretty tough cab drivers. (laughs) He he must have fought some good cab drivers. That's good. Good story. So I'm giving you credit. Mm -hmm. You have taken on all comers, but the comfy chair – Seems to be the Frasier to your Ali. I'll, I'll get used to it. All weather, right? <laughs> Bill Ever. All weather tire. They make the good years out in Ohio where uh, you're from. Akron, Ohio. Bingo. And you're going to need an all weather for this election cycle. So I'll start with the gym. In a serious way. Can we get into this? Holy cannoli. <laughs> I, 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 w- I was chatting with our folks on Fox Business yesterday. I said, uh-huh. you guys just hold on to your hat. Yeah, yeah. You have no idea what's going to happen in the next eight months. Well, what do you mean? I said, I don't have any idea what's going to happen. Does. I said, this is going to be off 
the hook, off the hook. Uh, almost on a daily basis. Yeah, and you know when they say in comedy, you don't open with your closer, meaning whatever your most extreme joke is, you got to yeah. save it for the end. I feel like we're opening with our closer in this election, and that we already have a lot of extreme things happening. You know, whether it's the Trump judgment or you want to talk about whatever's going on with Biden, then there's a Jim Biden thing. But the point is that all we- that all weather tires needed mm-hmm. more than ever. You know, George Bush had a DUI that mm-hmm. broke three days before the election. Wow. It all seems so innocent, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Not that a DUI is good. Yeah, but not good. That's when the story broke. <laughs> Can we had a Hollywood access tape that broke, what, a month before the election of mm-hmm. 2016? Yeah. And uh, we seem to absor- absorb that. Yeah. But what's going on out there right now is something that we've, we've, well, this, we've not yet to tread. Well, this is what I think is so interesting. So you've got you know, Trump trying to Grover Cleveland his way back in as a non-concurrent president. You've got Biden, who's essentially been in Washington since Washington, if we're being honest. <laughs> and I always wonder when you talk about what the October surprise could be, like what is out there Don't on know. these two guys Don't that we haven't know. gotten to? Re- correct. <laughs> it's like what if, is there? If there is something left. Some oppo research team did not do their job, uh-huh. is all I would say. Wow. Because these guys have been around a long time. I mean, maybe you back the Supreme Court up into a corner where it's like October. Mm-hmm. And you're waiting on them to give you an answer. I don't know. You know how these court processes yep. work out? You know, you get an appeal that goes into the fall. I, mm-hmm. I guess it's possible. Yep. Right? Well, I think there's two things. I mean, have you ever heard of a case where you're fined hundreds of millions of dollars and you're allowed to appeal, but only after you forked over the hundreds of it's millions of dollars as thing. if you were I'm, in, admitting of, guilt anyway. Think about this. Imagine you get a ticket in the mail on a very basic level. You ran a red light. You got a red light camera photo. Okay, you're yeah. welcome to appeal. Send us the 150 bucks. Yeah, right. Right. And then we'll it's schedule an admission a trial. of guilt. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't make sense. And the bigger issue I think we come back to, the way I've been characterizing it for the listener, is that he's this is the financial equivalent of charging him for murder, but there's no dead person. Because yeah. there's no victim. There's mm-hmm. no aggrieved class. Yeah. If the banks wanted to do more business with him, yeah. you what's know, the justification for a victim? Is it the interest rate change? What, what are they trying to say? What I don't understand, Jimmy, mm-hmm. is to whom does he appeal? Mm-hmm. Because it was a singular judge who ruled. He was a single He was a single trier of fact. There was no jury. Mm-hmm. Does it go to the state Supreme Court? Is there an appellate level before that? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a civil case. Yeah. So I haven't been able to figure out what the next case would be under appeal. Well, I and my bigger concern, too, is when you talk about like undermining faith in the process. I feel like in a lot of ways they're doing that, if only because she campaigned on doing this. She campaigned on bringing right. down Trump. On, on camera repeatedly. And the E. Jean Carroll thing, I don't have an answer for this. Yeah. I, if you do, please share it with I me. I don't have it. I, I don't understand in any case, not just Trump yeah, yeah. or E. Jean Carroll. Take those two people out of it, okay? Mm-hmm. You're accused of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And the accuser does an interview on television and describes and explains most of it, yeah. I would say. Not all of yeah. it. And the judge says that's not admissible. Yeah. Why is that? Bizarre. You know, and that's the that takes me back to feeling like it's hard for Trump to get a fair shake in the legal system right now. Well, maybe, in the, maybe in the state of New York. That's what right. I mean. You know, at the end of the movie Chinatown, when Jack Nicholson has the whole thing figured out and he says to him, forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. Like, it doesn't matter that you have the goods. I guess. I guess. <laughs> but maybe as we think about and try and predict surprises, maybe there's some surprise. Yeah, in legal surprise. Legal well, there's two like- things. You got a potential Trump verdict. 
But then there's the reality that Biden is probably being tried behind the scenes right now in the DNC. I'm not the guy who believes he's definitely coming off the ballot, but I think if it was going to happen, it's going to happen at the convention. And I think that leaves us for a really tumultuous fall if okay, that's the case. So there's no doubt about that. I agree yeah. with you. That would be the story of the of maybe one of the leading stories in the world. Yeah, uh, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not a believer that he's going to take himself off the ballot. Yeah, he don't want to. I don't think so. And you want to give all that stuff up? I know, and he likes, and she likes being first lady, uh, and doesn't he, she? He's a competitor. Yeah. I don't care if he's eighty-one; he still wants to compete. Mm-hmm. And you think he's sticking around? I do believe that. Bill Hemmer is in studio. He says Biden stays on the ticket. Mm-hmm. If you listen closely, you can hear Biden being like, "Do I have to?" I'm <laughs> oh my god! No, he's done. Uh, if so, so if that if it, the race goes through as presently constituted, which I think you know, there's obviously a very good chance that it does. Um, that puts us right now almost nine months from the finish line. Yes. Of just this. Yes. Which is fascinating. Nine months of Jimmy saying, do you think they'll debate? (laughs) (laughs) You know what it reminds me of is a lot of analogies. When Larry Holmes fought Jerry Cooney in the late 80s, uh, because they were both in a state of advanced age as boxers. Larry Holmes. Larry Holmes, the Eastern assassin. Yes. Good jab. Yeah. Is that late 80s? Yes. When When he fought Jerry Cooney, uh-huh. Uh, they build it as two geezers at Caesars. If they were fighting, they were both like in their 40s. And uh, if that was two geezers at Caesars with a combined age of Joe Biden, yeah. okay, now you're seeing a combined age of 160 yes. on the ballot. This is going to be wild. Yeah. Did you see Trump town hall with Laura Ingram last night? Yeah, it's a lot of it. Rapid fire. Dude, he sh- like, ra- I, yeah, ra- I was, yes, no, yeah, ra- I would, rapid fire. I no. thought Laura did a really good job. She did. And he was in control. I was surprised Laura bumped her Tuesday night What the Fela segment for Trump, personally. <laughs> right. I think a lot of people were. I think they should do two next week. I, I, was, to- I was told that viewership spiked at 7.50 Eastern because they thought that Fela guy yeah, was coming right. on. Where's Jimmy? Wow, Trump got a lot of engagement on his last two answers. <laughs> yes. It's really weird. Weird how that happened. Uh, I laugh. But I uh, know he was sharp. To his credit, this is the one thing I come back to as a sports fan is he has played every team on the schedule mm-hmm. every team it's the legal process if it's an impeachment if it's mm-hmm. you know hollywood putin ever it doesn't she, matter he is fighting he's the julio caesar chavez of presidents <laughs> he fought 132 he's, he's camp the all-weather tire you've been looking for jimmy <laughs> he is the guy and what i come back to in the world we're living in right now is i do think there's something to be said as americans Okay, for the more physically formidable candidate, because we're in a real spot right now. And a lot of the people who are the adversaries, they respect strength more than anything. Mm -hmm. Okay, they respect force more than anything. He talks about it all the time. Yes. They don't get the other language being spoken in Washington right now. Mm -hmm. They don't. They don't do DEI or whatever you want to characterize it as. And I think that's where I think Trump has more appeal in a tumultuous world on fire scenario like the one we're in. You'd rather have Joe Clark from Lean on Me with the megaphone insulting Mm -hmm. kids in the hallway. Yeah. You know, than the nice principal from Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. You know, so Jimmy, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. Republicans have yet to prove that they can get the vote out. Yep. It's another problem. Democrats are wired into technology. Mm -hmm. Where are Republicans on that now? Yeah. I know they're working toward it. Mm -hmm. I know they're building, but yeah, they haven't proven it yet. Yeah. In a post 2020 world where the turnout was as high as it was, you know, and mail in and other unconventional ways that we did it. You'd like to think the RNC had this down by now. I know they're working on it. Yeah, okay. I've talked to them. Okay, okay. Right? So enough. they're going to come out with this thing about bank your vote. All right, uh-huh. that's going to have 
that's going to get a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. But you have to really dig into where your voters are. And I'm not talking states. I'm mm-hmm. not even talking counties. Mm-hmm. I'm talking precincts. Yeah. I'm talking neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. What are you doing in those neighborhoods and precincts yeah. to contact people who are like-minded? Mm-hmm. Democrats have been doing this since 2008. Yeah. Right? No, they they run it. And I, I I don't Republicans have not yet proven that they've made the transition into the modern era for elections. And I think this whole thing about like voting on, on election day, fine. Yeah. All right. But you gotta promote the other stuff too. Uh-huh. Because it's legal. Mm-hmm. And what the RNC should do is they should explain to their voters this is how you vote in twenty twenty four. things have changed. Uh-huh. Accept it. And if you really want to win, you better but you better play by all the rules, not just yours. That's a great note because the truth is it's not going backwards. Correct. You know, this is Agreed. how we've – Sid Luckman threw a forward pass. Okay, we're going to do things besides yes. hand off now. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get out. <laughs> Guys got to learn how to throw the ball, Republicans. That's good. That's good. They're not just doing it between the tackles anymore. Yes. Bill Hammer, this is why you have Hammer on, because he ultimately drives me to a hypothesis at my own academic level. Uh-huh. But that's the one that's most digestible for the American people. Yeah. That's my secret sauce. I, you know, I always joke, like, if you like reading at a third grade level, you like my book. Yeah. But I'm not lying. I mean, that's how these things work. Yeah, if indeed. you've got a choice between Google what the radio host says or yeah. change the station, you're probably changing the station. Oh so I'm going to screw Google out of some money and keep them attached with my third grade intellect. Uh-huh. See how it's done, Hammer? That's right. The Forward best. pass. Well, for the record, uh, yes, I think you crushed that chair. Uh, in the control room, they seem very satisfied with the posture. We have a college Thank associate nice who also you. nodded along. Last thing before Is that we go. also known as an intern or no? Uh, yeah, I would say an intern because gotcha. I'm old school, college associate. You, you guys I love by it. both. You yeah, learn it's anything? A, it's a whole thing. Okay, <laughs> two thumbs up and a head shake. He's, he's already you're, a, Jimmy, you're yeah. doing something right. No, no, no. He showed up here wanting a career in media, and I've already caught him applying to Avis Rent-A-Car twice. <laughs> he's like, he watched one episode of the show. He's like, it's the old Rodney Dangerfield joke. Rodney does a joke where he goes, yeah, the other day I was making love to my wife. She had this faraway look in her face. I said, honey, is there somebody else? She said, there's got to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's him. Bill Hammer. Got watching. it, brother. Every day on America's Newsroom. Thank you, buddy. Good to be with you. My man. Ciao. You're riding around with America's cabbie. Taxi. Taxi. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Shout out to Battle and Bill Hemmer on the importance of early voting. Joining us now on the line is a man who claims he already cast his vote in the Georgia primaries, Michael in Valdosta, Georgia. Michael! Hey, Jimmy. Yes, uh, I was home this weekend. I was as home as long as my wife could stand it. And uh, I was home Monday and... Early voting started Monday in Georgia, and I did it, buddy. Wow. Yeah, I sure did. And now, did you vote yes. for Biden, or did you write in Newsom? <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, I, I, vote, I, I wrote in the uh, the crazy lady from California. What's her name? Oh, well, this, all of them. The, her name is Williamson. all of them. Yeah. Marianne Williamson, Williamson that yeah. moon bat. Yo, moon bat. Yeah. I was on Gutfeld uh, with her like two years ago. And she was oh an actual moon bat. Like we were debating on the air. 
And uh, I found I found it to be lovely, like fascinating. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely a situation where you know, if I had the peyote, she's smoking. You know, this might be a totally different conversation. But I feel like we were on well, different wavelengths. I want you to know, you know, yeah, uh, Biden called Georgia Jim Crow on steroids, but it, it changed a lot in, from 20 to 22, and it's even changed more from 22 to today in terms of the security. It prints out a paper ballot that goes into a sealed container that is not opened unless there's some kind of, you know, controversy with a court uh, order. Okay. So I'm very confident in my in my vote in the Georgia uh, early voting. Damn, that's so, what I want to hear. Yeah. Well, I don't know that Stacey Abrams is going to agree with you, uh, but I appreciate no. this PSA <laughs> for the importance of early voting because this is the reality. The game changed. We're going to have to do it. You know, you've got to, the Republican Party, to Hemmer's point, has to get out the vote because the Democrats, they do, for whatever we think of their candidates, uh, and we don't think very highly of them, obviously, they figured out a way to get out the in-person vote, the mail-in vote. They're even getting out the dead people vote. I mean, is that not kind of impressive? <laughs> well, that's right. On my tombstone, when I die, just don't make me vote Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Good for you, Michael. So, Ro- go ahead. Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, uh, in terms of Georgia, I don't know about any other places, they've tightened it down. They've gotten rid of all those unattended uh, places, you know, where you could drop off votes, all that's gone away. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty – I feel a lot, uh, a lot better about my vote in Georgia than, you know, all the stuff that's happened since 20. All right. So. Well, no, no. Listen, Michael, we will, we will take it. I'm just surprised they allow you to vote at all, but whatever. Uh, you're the man. I'll see you soon. We're back after this with Kennedy. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. And here we go. We got a big hour coming up. Kennedy is checking in from a remote location somewhere around the globe. We're trying to locate her as we speak. She likes to come by on Wednesdays. We're also going to talk to Katrina Campins, Fox Business real estate contributor. She's the host of Mansion Global on FBN. And she essentially, like Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, who was on my TV show, saw the verdict against Donald Trump and said, That's stupid. Use your common sense. Really bad move for real estate developers. This whole weaponization of the justice system against Donald Trump has a repercussion for everybody else. It's like the reason I wrote a book about cancel culture is not because of how it impacts celebrities, but because of how it impacts you and me. When a celebrity gets canceled that's sitting on 80s sitcom money, okay, they're going to be fine. But when the language for, you know, the speech standards change in this country, the people who have to live with them on a daily basis at the risk of losing everything are ourselves. So I'm always trying to explain how the stuff going on in the world uh, ultimately comes with a cost that's usually passed on to you and me. When it comes to like Washington, D.C. and the political system, that's where we find ourselves today. Uh, Squaring off, sheesh, for an hour of radio, the old adage, you got to be a mutter. If you want to make it in horse racing, you got to be able to run on a sloppy track. Well, we got a real mud pit on our hands this afternoon. (laughs) 888-788-9910 if you want to help me run for these radio roses. 
uh, if you want your voice heard in this house of ill repute. Uh, if, in fact, you don't want to be a part of the show, you can also call in and tell us why. We're fine with it one way or the other. You're just another dirtbag. Okay. Well, this hour is not dedicated to that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the 2024 election. A uh, new poll out today. It's an Emerson College poll. Uh, it's a survey of Georgia voters. Georgia voters. Okay. Key swing state, Georgia, North Carolina, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, these states matter. Uh, This Emerson College Hill survey of Georgia voters found Trump leading Biden 48 percent to 42 percent. Okay, with 11 percent undecided. So Trump is up six with 11 percent undecided. Come on, man. Not good. Biden leading amongst black voters still. Okay, by about 40 points with 16 percent of those voters undecided. Now, that's significant because the Democrats traditionally lead with black voters by about 85 points. So that's substantial. Trump leads amongst white voters by 33 points with 7 percent undecided. Okay, and we can also tell you that if third party candidates such as RFK Jr. jump in, Trump's lead actually goes up by a point, 45 percent to 36 percent which would lead one to believe RFK Jr. is taking more support from the Democrat than the Republican. Now, this is a very inexact science, uh, but the reality is polls historically, historically have underestimated Donald Trump's support. Historically, in the election that he won, and even in some of the 2020 swing states that he might have even ultimately wound up losing, Okay, the polling disparity between what was predicted heading into the election and the actual support Trump turned out was usually wrong by somewhere between seven and 10 points, meaning they were understating Trump's support by seven to 10 points. So if you're reading polling right now that has Trump beating Biden by six points or nine points in a particular state, you're probably looking at a race Trump already leads by double digits. He knows what he's talking about. Back to the conversation we've been having about whether or not Biden stays on the ticket. Bill Hammer told us in the previous hour that it's just, you know, once you understand the magnitude of the presidency, how much power comes with it, the trappings of office, Okay. once you realize the sheer magnitude of what that all is, you understand that nobody willingly lets go of it. Nobody voluntarily lets go of it. The last guy to do it was Lyndon Johnson. And Lyndon Johnson did so as a historically unpopular president, uh, pulling higher than Joe Biden is right now, if we were going to get technical. But he was still unpopular presiding over the Vietnam War. Might have even known uh, a little bit too much (laughs) based on the guy he replaced And how he wound up being replaced, Lyndon Johnson might have looked around uh, the state of Washington and was like, I got a bad feeling about this. And decided to skip town. Okay, but one way or the other, we haven't seen anybody voluntarily give up the gig. So Bill Hammer says Biden's staying on the ticket no matter what happens. Biden himself was asked for an answer yesterday uh, about whether or not Gavin Newsom should be on standby. I thought this was interesting. Clip 11. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Well, I'm looking for I'm looking at you. We're looking at you. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What I came to tell you was I told you we'd be announcing sanctions on Russia. 
So Biden's saying we're going to California to announce that we are, you know, that we are going to announce sanctions on Russia. This has nothing to do with me saying to Gavin Newsom that Gavin Newsom is the guy. Okay, and I don't doubt that's the case. But the reality is these questions are starting to be asked because nobody sees the guy going the distance. Okay, you need to see the world through the behind the scenes lens of a guy like Bill Hemmer, who's been covering presidential elections for the better part of 30 years, who's been to all the conventions and all the White House correspondence dinners and everything in between to realize the hold that that presidential power has over the men who possess it, the women who pursue it. To understand that even if Biden is out there telling people he's Batman, okay, the family's going to want to keep him on the ticket. Okay, the guy who looks increasingly like the Republican nominee, Donald Trump, had a town hall on our air last night with Laura Ingram. We'll get into some of that as well. But the big adversity Trump is facing is from the courts. The adversity Biden is facing is just from getting out of bed in the morning. The guy's a mess. Here's uh, Steve Ducey on Fox and Friends responding to a report that the White House is now fitting Biden in special shoes so he makes it up the small steps of Air Force One. Remember, it started with the big steps on Air Force One, but he kept falling on the way up the steps. So now they have him taking the small steps, but lo and behold, he's not successfully climbing the small steps either and to the special shoes. Here is Steve Ducey asking if they should just carry the guy. Clip 13. These dress shoes that we haven't seen him in as much recently, they've been putting him in sneakers uh, because we had noticed that every time he's wearing the dress shoes seems to be when he is having issues on the stairs. Uh, But he wore those shoes and had a little bit of a stumble going up the stairs. So we will be watching to see if he switches out, switches back to the brand new black hokas that uh, he was spotted wearing in Delaware this past weekend, guys. You would think his team would put, you know, some sort of a grip on those stairs and put him in different shoes. Well, Jackie, and those were the shorter stairs because I I think he used to do the full flight and the White House changed that to the the shorter version, right? Can't somebody just carry him up the stairs? (laughs) I think that's an image that no one wants to see. Um... (laughs) This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. (laughs) wow this is a mess so at a time when the world is on fire at a time when america's standard operating procedure around the goal is to pursue peace through strength you know we've got a guy at the front of this thing that really isn't exhibiting any of that strength and we certainly don't have a hell of a whole lot of peace to show for it or when you look around the world It's a real tumultuous time in our politics. So as much as people, you know, get worked up about the Trump tweets or how chaotic the Trump years were, they do at least have the good sense to understand the things we thought were problems under Trump were luxuries. Okay, do I like a president who tweets like he's getting paid by the insult? No, not ideally. But again, if that's the hardship we're dealing with, you know, you'd rather take a potty mouthed you know, short-fingered vulgarian on Twitter than an overrun border, than the brink of World War III, you know, than a core price index that has still made everyday goods far too, you know, when you talk about burdensome, okay, this is an interesting story. Uh, Elizabeth Warren was at, was doing an interview yesterday, okay? This was in person. This wasn't the traditional Elizabeth Warren interview where she sends smoke signals. This was an in-person. She was on a podcast 
And she said, uh, you know, she couldn't really explain why the voters missed the Trump economy. She doesn't get it. Listen to this clip. It's clip 16. Why do you think that people, uh, all these polls show like a lot of voters look back on the Trump years and they think they didn't like a lot about it, but they think the economy was good. I don't know. I, I can't explain. I can't explain polling. No, I mean, I, I yeah, can't. No, I, don't. I, I can't. And I can't explain how the narratives come to be. I also can't explain how sensitive are they. I mean, come on. She's worse than Kamala. Okay, and what she's really trying to do in that moment, I can't explain the polling. I mean, I can't, I don't. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't explain how narratives come to be. I just, I can't explain how sensitivities, uh, these sensitivities are. Okay, are you ready for it, guys? I'll explain why people thought the economy was better under Trump. It's because they had more money. It's because when they went to the grocery store to buy stuff, their money went a hell of a whole lot further. I think he's got a point. Okay, that's it. That's it. Okay, if it if if bread, the core price index is up nearly 21% right now. So if bread and eggs and milk and meat are 21% higher, okay, you feel that when you go to the cash register. Okay, you feel that when you check out your bank balance. You feel that at the gas pump. Okay, the fact that core goods are more money under Biden than they are under Trump, we are far removed from the pandemic. Okay, everything is, in fact, fully reopened. But part of the spending in Washington is what drove inflation to the record highs that it did. If you want to know why people like the Trump economy better than Biden, it's because the Trump economy focused on making us money. Okay, the Biden economy focuses on investing in climate causes nobody asked for. At a time when we had backbreaking inflation in this country at a 40-year high, they went out and created the biggest climate change bill in the world. That is financial lunacy. Okay, let's go spend a half a billion dollars on climate change. And we'll call it the Inflation Reduction Act. What a fraud. Okay, Trump's economy prioritized keeping costs down, slashing regulations, because the regulations ultimately cost the producers more, which obviously gets passed on to the consumer. Prioritizing a domestic energy you know, policy that made America a net exporter by the end of his term, but more importantly, strengthened our economy and certainly lowered the cost of everything you buy because it costs a lot less money to ship it if fuel prices are under control. So you don't understand the Trump economy was about the economy. It was about dollars and cents. Okay, the Biden economy has been very much about creating Trojan horse issues that allow them to spend money on whatever they want. He just forgave another 150,000 student loans last night. But you understand the loans aren't forgiven. Okay, the cost is not waived by the college. This wasn't Biden intervening and going, hey, you charge these kids too much money. You don't want to pick a fight with me. I took on Corn Pop. Corn Pop was a bad dude. He was a bad dude. Okay, but the point is, this is not Biden saving the day or saving the money. This is the taxpayer absorbing the cost of loans they themselves didn't take out. This is the equivalent of getting a bill in the meal from Applebee's for a meal that you didn't eat. Okay, does that sound legitimate? The answer would be no. No, the answer would be no. Okay, but I bring it up. Why? Because when you look at this Biden-Trump polling, okay, and you realize that he's doing things last night like forgiving 150,000 more loans, then you know that this polling must be so much worse internally for the Democrats 
than what we're even discussing on the air. You know, I said Trump's support is always a little bit understated in the polls. If Trump's beating Biden by six points in a swing state, okay, it's probably 10 points in real life. Okay, or maybe higher, depending on what Biden is doing. Because when you forgive these loans, okay, which is unconstitutional, number one, but a little bit of a vote buying scheme, number two. Okay, there's only one conclusion we can draw. We know it's not in the name of fairness because the people paying off the loans are the ones who didn't take them out. That's not fair. We know it's not being done in the name of controlling costs for the borrowers because nothing in student loan forgiveness addresses the soaring cost of tuition. If anything, it gives the colleges to just keep raising prices because they know at the end of the day the government's just going to pass the bill along to the taxpayer anyway. So who cares whether or not we're screwing these kids by charging them a gazillion dollars for a degree they'll never use? Okay, they've got the taxpayer to pick up some of it. So the point is if it's not being done in the name of fairness – and it's not being done in the name of controlling costs, then Biden can only be doing stuff like this for one reason. Oh, Lordy Lord, he's desperate. The show not afraid to call out both sides of the aisle. He's the other side's worst nightmare. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. There it is, Fox Cross America with Jimmy Fallon, trying to hold this country together at 888-788-9910. Bringing in some backup now. Edward is down in North Carolina. Edward! Yeah, hey, Jimmy. How you doing today? I'm good, man. Thinking about Carolina barbecue, but I'll try to stay on message. <laughs> I could talk about that forever. I know. <laughs> but, uh, I wanted to talk about I, the, the complete hypocrisy from the Democrats calling President Trump anti-democratic and a threat to democracy. All these people need to do is just look at the past few days and look at all the social media postings and the things that Trump has spoken about when it comes to Alexei Navalny. Mm-hmm. He has spoken and made the most heart-touching tributes to Navalny that truly show how much uh, Trump values democracy and free speech and dislikes what's going on in Russia. Mm -hmm. Have you been moved by those things that Trump has been saying about Navalny like I have? Listen, man. I mean, the big thing for me is when I think of the situation in Russia, there's this comparison that's being made a lot between how we're targeting political opposition here. Uh, Certainly not on the level we were targeting it over there. But I think Trump is uniquely qualified to comment on it because he does feel very persecuted in this moment. Um, Are we Russia? No, but we're certainly acting like them in a lot of ways. So that's the thing that moves me is like, hey, is everybody paying attention to what's happening? Because we're cheapening faith in a lot of our institutions, which is one of the biggest problems they face in Russia. And when you lose the people, that's when, you know, you got to start doing dictator stuff. And I don't want to find us in that position. But it's so important what Trump is doing speaking so strongly about Navalny Mm -hmm. and showing what an example the U.S. is in supporting the people of Russia and their freedom and how wrong it is that what that horrible dictator Putin did to Navalny. I mean, Trump, 
he's probably spoken on, on it about a dozen times so far. I'll have to run I think he's got to keep doing that more. Yeah, it might be a good angle for him. I mean, in all honesty, I, I do think there are a lot of people who think Trump himself is being persecuted, and that's a bad look for the country. So why not latch on to that? Because uh, it certainly raises more awareness to what they're doing. Uh, good analysis, Edward. Always. O- always nice to have some Carolina vibes on the show. We've got plenty of calls to get to, and we've got Kennedy as well. So we will uh, keep this party train rolling uh, when we come back, the K-Train pulls into the station for a grown-up talk about all things America. Freedom! Hot freedom, as she calls it next. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Thaler, my next guest joining me from Portland, And you can't miss her because she's the only one who's not setting fire to a courthouse. Kennedy returns to the show. I'd uh, pump the brakes on that one, Jim. The the (laughs) day is young and uh, I'm already evading the police. Bye, guys. (laughs) You guys want to back off? Uh, And we know you're kidding just because the police don't arrest anyone in Portland anymore. Uh, it's true. <laughs> he'd be really doing a throwback Thursday on us a day early, nonetheless. Uh, good to hear your voice from the West Coast. So the kids are off from school this week uh, in the city as well. Is that is that true? Yes. So it is it is midwinter break mm-hmm. and uh, the lucky kids are skiing and snowboarding in Utah. And uh, the other ones are at their grandparents' house, uh, where their mom is trying to convince them to wear little pilgrim shoes. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm in a fur coat I bought at a thrift store in high school, and a pair of cheetah print pants. Wow! Um, so that's how my morning's going. Oh, so it's basically like you haven't left the Fox Building. <laughs> people, it's very true. People don't know this about how underdressed you are when you come to work. I've seen a security guard put a dollar in your coffee cup thinking you were like a homeless lady. Yeah, and, and I wore a panda onesie to work one day, and one of the security guards was like, it's not Halloween. I'm like, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Let me in the building. I'm going to be on television. And no one believes you. And then they see you. Uh, the K-Train. Yeah, why is my picture at every entrance to the building? Yeah, it is weird. I guess they're just fans. I guess they're fans, Jim. They're just excited to see me. It is. That's the thing about you and me. Any Fox talent can have their picture on the outside of the building. We have ours hanging up on the inside of the building. (laughs) Along with the people who light Christmas trees on fire and have all those canceled checks. (laughs) That guy. That guy's a legend. And people should know his picture is still still out and about. He's still famous, prominently displayed. Um, Let's talk about this, Kate Train, uh, while you're out there on the West Coast. Uh, Biden is flying out to meet with Gavin Newsom, supposedly to to announce some type of sanctions against Russia. Uh, Is this the moment where Biden finally goes after Gorbachev? He's going to have to get through Khrushchev first. <laughs> don't, don't even get me started on that punk Yeltsin. <laughs> that, that bastard Stalin, he really has it coming. So my, my question is, does Newsom pull a fast one here and thank Biden for stepping aside for him and just try to trick him into get, letting it go? What do you think happens? How, how does yeah, it go? It, it's really interesting. So what, what they are starting to focus on now, so Joe Biden has lost Bill Maher, John Stewart, the New York Times, Ezra Klein, and all of these, you know, liberal stalwarts who had always protected the Democrat establishment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we are reaching critical mass. 
We are getting past what I call the event horizon, which is the point in a black hole from which you cannot escape. And Biden is losing these people at such a clip. They are now no longer talking about who, but when. Mm -hmm. And the when is more important now than the who, because that will be determined at the convention. So Ezra Klein has crafted um, this big fantasy that they're going to, at the convention, Biden will step aside. He will be forced aside Mm -hmm. because a demented person who's power hungry is not going to let that icy bony grip go anytime soon. So they think that the delegates that were once pledged to Biden through the primary process are going to go to whoever is most deserving and, you know, let the chips fall where they may. But that's going to piss off a lot of voters who went through the charade that was the primary process where, you know, this poor senile guy who through elder abuse and greed is being kept in power. They voted for him yeah. on the promise that, you know, him running unopposed was somehow a good idea. <laughs> what a food fight. Kennedy is on the line. Uh, I don't see a different scenario, like because they can't do it now. They do have this situation of obviously Kamala coming off the ticket and that hurting the identity politics end of things. So the only way it could play out is under that guise. Now, here's what I guess I've got to ask, because you said he didn't want to he wouldn't voluntarily give it up, which I agree with. And I know you wrote extensively in the Daily Mail about how Jill Biden is kind of drunk on power in her own way. Um, But is there is is the enticement here that Biden could essentially nuke Trump by stepping down, calling attention to the challenges of being president at the age of 81 and maybe making the case that Trump is uniquely also unqualified if Biden comes off the ticket. Do you think that would be yeah, enough so for Biden? Yeah, I mean, well, I don't I don't think so. I think he really wants to he he's gotten so stubborn at this point. He wants to prove everyone wrong. And you know, he wants to prove that he is still very much in command of the country and his faculties, which he's not, mm-hmm. which is scary. Um, but, you know, the promise that if we run someone younger, they will be Trump. It doesn't matter who it is at this point. Yeah. Um, except for Kamala. It's just like literally everyone but Kamala Harris can be Donald Trump. I know. And, and but, you know, you made this point on the show last week, which is a great one. And that is you take Biden off the ticket. You put him in with anyone under 70. And now all of a sudden Republicans have the age problem, which is the biggest problem facing Biden. Yeah. And, you know, it, it Biden is the age issue is not sticking to Trump the way it is to Biden. It, it is like it's like toilet paper on a shoe after leaving the men's urinal. <laughs> it's everywhere. And it might be the small fact that, like, Trump is taking live questions for an hour. And, you know, and don't get me wrong, like the media has they've cranked it up on Biden. Like they're asking tougher questions like what is your name? <laughs> what year is this? <laughs> what country are we in right but now? I have, but I still love the defense of him where yeah. people go, well, anyone can make that mistake. It's like, sure, mm. anyone can make that mistake once every three months. The yeah. problem is he's doing it three times a day. <laughs> well, that, that's my favorite thing about this is that they're trying to make this effort to sell us on the idea that Biden's very sharp behind closed doors, but obviously none of them, none of us are seeing that version of the guy. And it really is the equivalent of the guy with the hot girlfriend who doesn't live around here. Like we're being told our sharp president is on a modeling shoot and we can't meet her. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Kamala Harris. 
you know, like, well, in, in private, she's really well spoken and has a terrific command of the issues. It's like she's running for vice president. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the time to turn that outward. But she can't because it doesn't exist. <laughs> so this fable, this this myth that somehow Joe Biden is an academic with encyclopedic knowledge of the economy and every policy and decision he's ever made. It, it's nonsense because, and you know, it's like Ezra Klein is like, she's not good at running for president, but he's really good at being president. It's like, well, unfortunately, running for president is necessary to being president. So if he can't run for president, he can't be president. Yeah, that's a really good point. We're talking to the K train and he can't to be clear, he can't run for president. Like again, they skip no. the they skip the Super Bowl interview. You can say chicken wings to eighty five percent of the questions in the Super Bowl interview and no one gives you a hard time. Just say the word <laughs> chicken wings, Mr. President. You and you're good. Say dip, uh, chips and dip. You're good. You could do it, but he can't do it. Yeah. And the yeah, I- Diane Feinstein, if she had gotten the chicken wing memo, things might have ended differently. <laughs> oh gosh, Feinstein. She's still voting in the Senate, by the way. God bless. God bless. <laughs> oh, she's de- listen. She's definitely voting in the general election. Let's not kid ourselves here. Maybe, maybe more than once, uh, the way it goes out there. But then there's this other dueling effort, and I think this is the bigger problem, too, is obviously that Biden doesn't want to come off the ticket, uh, and he's historically unpopular. But they're trying to rehabilitate Kamala. Like, there are pieces out there right now about how, actually, she's an asset to this campaign. And I'm like, yeah, in what really, way? Yeah, she's done really well lately. She's strong a series of sentences together that someone else wrote for her that appeared in a teleprompter. Isn't she brilliant? And she's also holding these symposiums at the Naval Observatory with, you know, various operatives from the White House and Democrat governors. And, you know, she, she's just sharpening the shiv that she plans to stab him in the back with. And none of it's going to help. I mean, he's unpopular in an economy that you can make a case that it's a strong yet weird economy. Yeah. And you can even make a case that he's the cause for it. But he still is wildly unpopular. And she is even less popular than he is. It's stunning. Yeah, it is really wild, man. Because uh, this is such a unique position to find ourselves in because we're still nine months out. We don't honestly know who's going to be on the Democratic side of the ticket. Trump could be convicted of a felony. Like if ever Nick Cannon could have quadruplets <laughs> that aren't even conceived yet <laughs> by Election Day. That's how much time we have. We have that much time between now and then. It's It really is going to be a, a choose-your-own-adventure every day. Remember those old books where it was like turn to page 82 and you drive a DeLorean? Yeah, I, I love those books. I feel like I'm living that book right now. I'm fine with it. <laughs> well. I sucked at those. Like, honestly, I would always go to, like, page 67 to meet with the guy, and the guy would just kill me or something. I'd get hit by a UFO. Did you so- did you ever solve a choose-your-own-adventure? That was me with Oregon Trail. So you... I was like, oh, I could have a bunch of stuff if I just don't eat. <laughs> I was like, well, I'm just going to not eat. And then, like, day three, little X's over the eyes, you're dead. <laughs> well, listen, bad training for Oregon Trail, uh, good training for a career in television. I can have a lot of nice stuff if I just don't eat. <laughs> if I just don't eat. That's basically what they said to me. They pulled me into a dark room. <laughs> like, look, Jimmy, <laughs> could go all right for you. But uh, no more spaghetti. You've got to write a farewell note to spaghetti. Um, I feel like I owe you a steak on the East Coast, so let's work it out when you get back. All right. Well, we'll have our schedulers uh, combined forces, and yeah. we will eat meat every month as meat month. 
we'll have them contact whatever steakhouse still agrees to serve both of us at once. There aren't many, so this is a brief meeting. No, I think we're we're in the very low single digits. We're, but, da- uh... we're down to one halal cart on 49th Street. We'll still have us. And, uh, yeah, but that's know. only when I'm wearing the full burqa, which is fine. <laughs> Play the handheld. Right? Love it. Have yeah. fun out there. I'll see you when you get back. Thanks, Jim. The K train. There she goes. There we go back after this. It's the show that never hits the books. I love the poorly educated. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Back to the phones on Fox Across America, 888-788-9910 if you want a piece of this thing. You guys are carrying the show today. I got in the ring a little beat up. I was driving around in a taxi all night last night. That's what I was doing. I was out in a checker cab, picking people up, talking to them about the world, filming footage for my Saturday night show. So uh, I'm I'm actually like full-blown cab driver right now. If you think I had uh, a very little media training before this show, I'm definitely regressing as we speak. So let's hand it off to Bonnie and hope she can turn this bus around. Bonnie! Hey, Jimmy. Love your show. Oh, Love thanks, TV girlfriend. and this one. Oh, get okay, out. So- all right. That's, this is good news, Bonnie. All right. Take it from there. I need all the help I can get. All right. I got some interesting situation on my phone. Uh, my cell phone number used to belong to a Democrat named Anthony. Ooh. And so I would get messages all the time for Anthony. Uh-huh. But this past week, I have been getting messages from the Democrat Party for Anthony to make sure they go to all of Nikki Haley's rallies. And yesterday, Anthony got a message from Nikki herself, making sure that he would vote for her. Wow. And you're down in Charleston, South Carolina. I am. And And you do not need to declare to Mm -hmm. vote in the primary. So she's out there big time looking for those Democrats to vote for her. Oh, I don't. I mean, I don't doubt it. I think Trump would obviously take them, too, if he could get them, Um, if if only because, you know, you just you need the votes. But are you kind of saying that she recognizes that she has an appeal to Democrats like what? I guess is what I'm trying to say. Is there a hypothesis here? Because like some people have said the Democrats want Nikki to be the nominee. Do you see it that way? No. What I see it as is the Republicans can't stand Nikki Haley. Yeah. Okay. No, I get that. And I'm only laughing because you said your phone belonged to a Democrat named Anthony. Uh, You better hope it wasn't Anthony Weiner or you're going to be getting some weird text messages, girlfriend. You know, it could be. I don't know. I have no idea who Anthony was. I actually months ago asked them to please take me off the list that I wasn't going to ever vote for Biden. Uh But they never took me off the list. Uh And now I'm getting all these messages for Anthony to go vote for Nikki. And hmm, I don't know. I think she's uh, she's really stretching it really hard to get that Democrat vote so she can get at least over 20 percent. Wow. Fascinating. Well, whatever you do, don't check the sent message. Messages on that cell phone just in case it was Anthony Wieners. <laughs> okay, Bonnie, hon, thanks we so love much. you. You have a great day. The great Bonnie. I mean, in all honesty, if you've got Anthony Wieners' old cell phone. This is absolutely uh, gross. Uh, you got a problem on your hands. <laughs> that guy's got issues. Uh, but Bonnie says Haley's going after the liberal. Now, to be clear, uh, one thing I would add to this conversation is you want whatever votes you can get. I mean, if you know if you're in the general election, 
Trump, the nominee, will need as many liberal votes. He'll need as any, many independent votes as he can get his hands on. Uh, they're in a tough spot. Nikki Haley's probably going to lose South Carolina by about 30 points is, I think, what they're telling us behind closed doors. You know, Saturday night, I will be a part of, as crazy as this sounds, I'll be a part of the primary coverage Saturday night. Uh, Brett and Martha, Brett Baer, Martha McCallum will be anchoring our South Carolina coverage. You'll see all the, you know, big, big names, the Hemmers, the Perinos of the world will be out there. And at 10 o'clock, they are handing the network over to me on live television. That's stupid. Use your common sense. <laughs> I tried to talk him out of it. I tried to talk him out of it. They decided to do it anyway. They were like, uh, no, no, Jimmy, uh, we've decided we're going to put you on TV live at the end of the actual uh, convention coverage, uh, and uh, away we go. There's nothing we could do now, so tune in. See if the host of Cancel Culture Dictionary gets himself canceled. Uh, Gary is up in Vermont. Nobody's canceling him. Gary! Hey, Jimmy. After listening to that, uh, best I can say is this bat guano crazy guest you had on yesterday who <laughs> even went after Nikki Haley's clothes. Oh, wow. Um, oh, Tommy. I would, Tommy hates yeah, Nikki Haley. I was Haley. reminded of something, uh-huh. my favorite president. Uh-huh. Um, I'm old enough to have voted for Reagan in both elections. Uh-huh. And he embraced the 11th commandment, which was, thou shalt not speak ill of a fellow Republican. Ooh. And the yep. Democrats embrace that. You'll never hear them tearing each other apart the way yeah. Republicans do. Yeah. And um, it's, it's, it's just gotten just crazy to listen to people the way they, the Republicans attack each other. Yeah, you're not supposed to. I mean, to... we got a lot to lose. We got a lot no. to lose. I don't think we can deal with four more years of Biden or Newsom. So, hey, if Nikki Haley won with some Demo- with some moderate or blue dog Democrat votes, then great. I'm happy. Yeah, get whatever votes you can. And you want to know the truth is, um, you know, for all of the Republican on Republican crime, you know, the guy who leads the league in that is Trump. That's a challenge. It's Trump. Yeah, it is. He's hor- he's just as much as I love this policy. I yeah. mean, where I live in Realville, I know that we'll probably have a better chance if we have somebody besides Trump on the ballot. I know, and we'll both get canceled for saying that. So uh, I'll keep this yep. conversation yep. short. Yeah, somebody somebody will attack my clothes because I said that. <laughs> oh, Gary, we were going to attack him anyway. Don't worry about it. I can. Great right. stuff, brother. I'll see you soon. Gary up in Vermont says you got to be a little bit nicer to Nikki Haley. Wrong. Nah, you do. All the Republicans. I mean, if Ronald Reagan really is the industry standard for our party in this generation, we would be wise to adopt some of his tactics because we're certainly not doing that right now in the Republican Party. It's essentially a game of yo mama on Twitter every night. and We can do better. Good point, Gary. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is back in action for a big hour on Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon, 888-788-9910 if you want to help carry this thing. Katrina Campins, she is, of course, Fox Business Real Estate Contributor. She's the host of Mansion Global on the Fox Business Network. And she's one of those people that, like Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank, is not a big fan of this insane ruling regarding Donald Trump and the real estate uh, evaluations 
uh, and the people who claim he inflated the value of his assets. It was made up by these sick people. May or may not have been, but one way or the other, he is the first person in the history of our country to be charged for a fraud in which no one, no one, is actually alleging fraud other than the prosecutors, meaning somebody borrowed money. Is the lender that lent them the money saying they were defrauded? The answer would be no. The answer would be no. Okay. Or any of the banks that financed the deal on be- of either party? The answer would be no. The answer would be no. So again and again and again, Trump is being charged for murder, but there's no dead body. That's not right. It's bananas, and it's bad for our country, but more importantly, there are business implications as well. We're going to get into that, and we're certainly going to take your calls, text, tweets, and carrier pigeons as well. Because I got nothing. You know, they say there's a a night in every fighter's career when he gets between the ropes and realizes he doesn't have it that night. Uh, I am banged up. I was up late last night playing video games with my kid because I got home from driving a taxi. And then I wanted to spend time with my family. So we played some dumb marble game with Jenny and Lincoln. Uh, Then Lincoln and I played some video games. Then we harassed his mom. And the next thing you know, it was 4 a.m. and my alarm clock was going off to start my day the way it always does. So we're sitting here and we are absolutely wearing out the bullpen. You know when the starting pitcher gets blown out in the first inning? And we're like, oh, well, guess we got to bring in the sixth inning guy in the first inning. We've been doing that all day. So if you want to give us a few at-bats, 888-788-9910. Michael batting leadoff. He's in Charleston, South Carolina. Michael. Hey, Jimmy. Hey, uh, thanks for putting me on. Oh, we, we need you. I've been looking you. forward to talking to you for a while. Oh, wow. And this is, uh, this is South Carolina week in media. You yes. Know, we, had two, we had our two U.S. senators and uh, great Jim Clyburn on. Mm-hmm. on uh, took a whole hour yeah. on the Sunday morning show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so two things I wanted to talk to you about Give in me. particular. I wanted to know when we were going to get together for lunch at the Dutch Pantry. <laughs> Are you a Dutch Pantry guy? Well, that's my hometown, and oh, wow. I get up there. I get up there to uh, work on a scholarship that I'm working on from uh, class um, alums of my high school. That's Clearfield amazing. Clear, high, Clearfield Clearfield exit 120 high. on Route 80 in Pennsylvania. I think it's 119, Jimmy, but oh, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I'm going 120 for the win, and I know I'm right, actually. But continue. Okay. 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 <laughs> but the answer is. Um, uh, I'd love to get together at Dutch Pantry. And if you've heard the stories on my show, that's where we would drop off Lincoln. We'd meet Jenny's parents halfway between New York and Ohio and hand them our child uh, so they could have a week with their grandkid while we went back to work. So we looked like actual human traffickers before Biden's border policy made it cool. <laughs> we were ahead of the curve. Right. One of these days. I'll meet you at either exit. But continuing, what was your other point? I'm sorry. But third point, because I've added to my list, Ooh. was uh, with regard to coming live on the great WTMA twelve fifty AM in Charleston. Mm-hmm. I heard, I heard, uh, I heard your show being rerun. I think it was Saturday night, and I was oh my god, Jimmy's on the great twelve fifty WTMA mm-hmm. AM in Charleston. When are we going to get him live? Well, that's, you know what, that's for you to get on with the actual programmers. Well, uh, I'm getting the word out right now. I hope <laughs> I hope they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> you really should. You know, I always joke and tell people they should be my agent. But if you're actually fighting for a better time slot for the show, I think you're more qualified than anybody I give that reference to. 
Um, I listen. Everybody who covers us, it, it's funny because when I hear the show on delay in some parts of the country, uh, it's interesting to hear this show in other time slots. But I don't actually know what time slot it belongs in because we're just kind of here. Like we bill it as a morning show that slept late. Do you think that's fair? <laughs> I'm not going to argue the point. (laughs) (laughs) Good for you. Uh, But but to answer your question, uh, the people of South Carolina need to speak up. The WTMA outfit is run by a fine media group, but you're right to say they might be dropping the ball. And I'm an expert because I live in New York where the Jets play, and we watch them drop the ball every weekend. (laughs) So here you go. So are you regularly scheduled? You don't know that. You don't know that they – they're running your program on not on in the, the lineup, not in the weekday lineup. No, I mean what they do on the weekends is up to them. Uh, but the truth is, if they if their heads were right, okay, we'd be doing a little more Jimmy Fallon. We all know that to be the case. So you started this pebble rolling, and we will turn it into a full blown boulder that'll crush any voices of dissent. Yeah, let me get back to work on this. That's great. <laughs> I love this. This is a lot for a turn. This is a lot for a bucket of chicken at Dutch Pantry. But oh well. All right, you win. Take care, Michael. The bean soup is great. Oh, there you go. Good. He knows. All right, Michael. He really is uh, from uh, out in Clearfield, Pennsylvania. And I will tell you this: as someone who has driven that drive more times than is probably legally possible uh, to go see Jenny's family. Uh, it is exit 120. If you were driving west on Route 80 in Pennsylvania at exit 120, you will get off. Uh, the first thing you'll see uh, when you pull into the town is there's a McDonald's on your right, Dutch Panshee directly across the street on the left when you go into the highway. Then there's a BP gas station that they've gussied up quite a bit. It's come a long way. Uh, over the years, and then you get in the Sheets gas station, which is always really nice. There's a Loves. You can do all right for yourself uh, at Exit 120 out there. There's an Arby's. It's good. There's a Hampton Inn. I've probably stayed out a thousand times in my life. I mean, for real. I know that area well. Uh, I'm out there on the road just like everybody else. Just right now they have me behind a microphone because they decided I'd be safer in broadcasting than I was with my taxi driving record. Uh, Mike is in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yo, Mike. How's it going, Jimmy? It's going, man, but you guys are carrying this thing, so don't screw it up now. Hey, first and foremost, thanks for keeping us entertained so much for the past three years, which has kind of been a little bit of a disaster in our country, but thank you for keeping us laughing. (laughs) For sure. It's the least I could do, man. It's it's, For me, it's like a coping mechanism, because if you sit here and you process just how dumb this country has gotten, you'd probably freak out and snap by now, no? You got it. And so help or thank you for helping us cope. Oh, that's awesome. So you you are our counselor, that's for sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, hey, man, just a quick comment regarding uh, the election coming up. To me, in my mind, it's not about Biden and all the crazy things he does day to day. I mean, he could show up on a, on a newscast with oatmeal on his shirt and it wouldn't matter. It comes down to Trump. Yeah. And it's, it's all about a lot of it's about personality. There's a lot of personality over policy voters out there. Yeah. And he says things like he did with about Nikki Haley's husband two weekends ago. Mm-hmm. He says things about the uh, about Russia invading the NATO countries. Mm-hmm. And when he does that, he sets himself back. Yeah. I was a Trump supporter in 16 and 20. I don't think I can pull the lever, le- uh, lever for him again. Wow. Listen, so, that... mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's a tough choice. And. 
I, I appreciate Nikki Healy's conference yesterday. I listened to all of it, mm-hmm. and she's she's pretty solid, and I hope that she can stage a comeback. And you're saying that in a major swing state, like you're out in Wisconsin, and I don't think people understand because the primary has a way of convincing people that this is what the general election is going to be like. And they're just completely different animals in terms of who you're going for, meaning everybody who's voting for Trump in the primaries, of course, is going to vote for him in the general. But when you apply that support to the 330 million people who live in this country, you're talking about 35 percent in the general election. You know, there's another 14 to 16 percent you're going to need to get up to 50, 51 percent that feel the way you do. And I don't think the average Republican voter is being honest about that. I mean, do you concern yourself that like me, if they get Biden off the ticket, suddenly this old age argument, old age argument Republicans are making gets turned against them? Oh, for sure. For sure. And some of the gaps that uh, that Trump has had. Yeah, and Haley made Haley made a comment. I forgot when it was a week or, week or so ago when she said, "You know, whomever, whatever party doesn't have an eighty-year-old on the ticket is going to win." That's true. No, it is true. And, and there's and there's some there's there's some truth to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's concerning. In regards to the whole comment on blue dog Democrats, and yeah. I heard the comments earlier today. Those blue dog Democrats, they'll switch because yeah. they're just as frustrated with Biden as we are. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I don't consider it a slander of Haley to say she appeals to Democrats because nobody's winning the general election without picking off a couple of Democrats, you know. But the reality is there's this other narrative. And this is why Nikki has a hard time with some grassroots conservatives. There's this other narrative that like this is she's a Democratic plot. They want her to run. The Democrats want nothing to do with her running because they have all of Trump's baggage baked into the cake. And Nikki Haley is very formidable on the abortion issue in a way that no um, a male candidate just isn't going to be. And I don't think conservative media personalities are being honest enough about just how losable this election is, because we've all sat around for the last three years going, oh, Biden's terrible. He doesn't know what day of the week it is. And that could be true. But it doesn't mean they can't beat uh, the Republicans, just given the built in baggage Trump has. So the fact that you're willing to speak to it uh, in the swing state that you are, uh, I think, is is good. And we appreciate the courage, Mike, although you're probably going to get banned from any other radio show you call into with that opinion. <laughs> That's OK. I'm here for Have you. Have yourself a great day, Jimmy. You too, Mike. There he goes. Mike says, you know, you got to focus on Trump having some baggage. Get him out of here. Get him out. No, hold on. Mike raises a good point. We're going to get to more of your points. Uh, but that is the reality in the general. Okay, everybody listening to this would have to pretty much say Trump's a better president than Biden, just given the conditions. Okay, whether you're talking about the economy, the border, crime, foreign policy, country's in better shape under Trump. There's no argument to be made. There really isn't. Okay, that being said, okay, it's not about who we think was the better president. The general election, you know, a lot of you guys listening are only going to get to vote once because you're a Republican. You know, be a different story if you were a Democrat. Uh, But, man, there's so much going on in terms of this recipe for disaster that the country is cooking up right now with two 80-year-old candidates in the general that I'll be interested to get more of your takes on it. So we'll go back to the phones after this on Fox Across America. The critics have spoken. I really appreciate fine art. You do? Yes. And this isn't it. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
There it is, Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon taking the country's temperature at 888-788-9910. Caroline down in Texas with a great question. Caroline. Hi. Hey, hey, hey. I just want I just wanted to know the sign that Trump has to pay. Mm-hmm. Where who gets that money? Where does that money go? That that's what's so weird about this whole thing. Yeah, because and mm-hmm. I just one comment. Mm-hmm. I appreciate the ZZ Top reference, <laughs> and I think that your theme song from now on ought to be Sharp Dressed Man. Whoa, Caroline, that's big talk on behalf of Robin Hood Studios down in Tyler, Texas, where ZZ Top <laughs> did a lot of their dirty work. Um, I'll consider my, it. My my little sister went to school with Billy Gibbons. You that st- tells you how old I am. You stop <laughs> it. Uh, listen, I went to school. I went to school with Billy Gibbons when you consider how many times I was staring at the women in those ZZ Top videos on MTV. Um, <laughs> I watched. I, I've seen the She's Got Legs video enough. Uh, let's let's just cap this while we still have a broadcast license. But um, how about. LaGrange, oh, my favorite. <laughs> Carolyn, we could talk about this all day. You know what I love? I actually love Gimme All Your Lovin', which is a great, you yeah. know, which we were bumping in on. There's no wrong way to do it. It's easy top. And they're one of the yeah. best things about this country. Uh, do you ever go to some of those haunts? Have you been to the Country Tavern? Oh, yeah. Uh, and... You know, I used to have a job where I drove all over Texas, so I would stop in LaGrange and, you know, have lunch or dinner or whatever. Wow. This is we're learning a lot here, Caroline. Well, I think what we should do with that Trump money too much. No, not at all. You listen, we've kept it semi family family friendly. I mean, the Manson family. But uh, I think we take some of this Trump fine money. Then I'm up here in New York and we'll go spend it on some of these ZZ top haunts down in Texas. How about that? That that sounds good. It's a date. We'll talk. No, seriously, don't you have some financial guru coming on that mm-hmm. you can ask, or is this a legal question, or they, what? So apparently, there's supposed to be some type of state fund, like the actual Letitia James. Her only real explanation for this fine is she says she wants Trump's assets. She's willing to impose a judgment. Okay, but doesn't actually say who gets it. Now, we know she doesn't get it, uh, but there's got to be some type of municipal fund it would go towards. But what shows Mm -hmm. you what a scam this is, is normally, Mm -hmm. like to give you an example, like when Bernie Madoff defrauded all those investors, they recovered some of the money and gave it to the victims. But in this Mm -hmm. instance, there's no victim to give it to, which tells you there's no crime. Fat, you know, really shameful stuff. What's going on? I appreciate you calling it out, girlfriend. Um, we'll get together again soon. But thank you for spicing up the show, Caroline. You did great. Thanks. First time. Oh, stop it! No, come on. You're a pro. You could have been co-hosting uh, next time around. There she goes, the great Caroline uh, Reese, a familiar voice to listeners of the show. He's out in Sheridan, Wyoming. Yo, Reese. Make America great dittos to you, my friend. Love it. And uh, and I, I think you are the next excellent in broadcasting. And Whoa. I think you ought to ask the pretenders if you can use the bumper music that Rush used to use about three years ago. Oh, no. Just to add it on to your show. Should we tell uh, Clay, Buck, and Bongino they have to drop out and endorse me in this time slot? 
I think so. I think so. Um, so, I'm going to text Bongino that he's the Nikki Haley of talk radio, and he's going to (laughs) punch me in the face. And that's fine. It's your fault, Reese, but continue. All right. Quick question. Did you happen to notice during the uh, town hall last night when uh, Laura asked him about his short list, Mm -hmm. and she started listing off a bunch of people, and after he had just commented about Tim Scott, that uh, he said, yeah, they're all on the short list. And on that short list was our favorite Christy Nome. Yeah. And by golly, I hope she gets to be the vice president because one be. thing that he said he wanted is he wanted somebody with common sense. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, being a bordering state and seeing yeah. her deeds all through the years, she's uh, top notch. So. Yeah, no, Christy but, Nome, she was great when she was on the show. Um, I don't doubt that she's got to be at the top of that list. But I think what's going to happen between now and the end of the convention is there's obviously like a lot of currying, you know, jockeying for position. People want to be on this ticket. I don't know if the electoral map's going to change at all. What I mean by that is I think the two biggest turnout issues right now are abortion and the Democrats calling us racist. If the big issue is abortion, he needs a female VP. If the big issue is pretend racism, I think Tim Scott gets it. But I guess we'll see how the terrain changes between now and then. Reese, great analysis. I'm going to go call the other afternoon host and tell him what you said, okay? And there we go. Reese now banned from calling into any show but this. Do you see how I'm carving off my audience? (laughs) Good stuff on Fox Across America. They're playing some slick bumping music. That can only mean one thing. We have a powerhouse guest in the studio right now. I, I mean, there's nowhere to start. I mean, it's, the list is too long. Uh, the pyrotechnics have gone on. We've released the doves. The band has played. The confetti cannons have fired. Katrina Campins is here, and the crowd goes just absolutely nuts. Hey, girl. You're, so, you're the big star now. It's like, wow. Big you're wow. You're hosting Saturday night. Okay. I, big star. You like, came. Big star. You, you went right in on my weight, right out of the gate. <laughs> and, you try, and, and like I told you, you try to, like, oh, I'm Mr. Humble, average guy. You're not average guy. There's something average about you. Come on, yes. Campins. You're yeah. buttering me up. <laughs> She's trying to get a softball interview. That's what she wants, a softball interview. She's buttering up the host. It's Media 101. I can't. We always get on really well, and it's nice to have you back in New York. It's good Thanks for morale. Thanks for having me. Every time I'm here all week doing Real Estate Week um, on Fox Business, I'm like, you know what? I need to stop by and see Jimmy. No, it matters because like, we're I'm, like real pals. I, we are, but I thought for a minute, maybe he's too big time for me, right? But <laughs> I don't know if I'll be invited back. Stop it, Campins. <laughs> You're on the inside. So much so that you showed up with like food like this was a house party. She brought <laughs> gifts. I did. I she, would, she, I walk around with food. Like everywhere. we invited her over. She gave my producer a bottle of wine. She took <laughs> off her shoes before she came into the studio. It's weird. I mean, you're a great guest. It's weird. I didn't expect you to bring a board game, but here we are playing Risk in between conversations. I kid. Uh, ask me this as the host of Mansion Global. Um, are people concerned in the high-end real estate development business about uh, this verdict that was passed down on Trump in terms of overvaluing his assets? I don't need a political answer, but what's the actual financial ramification? I'm going to tell you that the financial answer and the everyday person answer is just our our justice system is broken, right? Yeah. And it's protecting the wrong people. Hardworking mm-hmm. people are 
I don't want to say. Can I say getting screwed on your yeah, show? Yeah, yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, okay. I'm like, I'm a proper girl. No, you, know? you are. But they're, but like, I'll go with that. <laughs> Did you see how I played along? I'm like, no, no, she is. You guys, I swear, she is. But the hardworking people are really the ones that are now having to fight back, right, to protect themselves from a system that's totally messed up. And who's going to do business in New York City now? There's yeah. so much going against you in New York City. And as a developer, why are you going to risk? that like why and 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 affordability is a problem here housing is a problem here and you think developers are not going to want to come here and actually develop there's already enough red tape and problems that's the big problem we're talking to the great katrina campins host of mansion global on the fox business network she's a fox business uh contributor as well she knows things is the point and i think one of the biggest challenges cities like new york face and certainly states like california have this too is just the there's just such an abundance of regulation that's mm-hmm. already not business friendly. Exactly. And I think when you're talking about the mansion business, okay, a lot of the people buying them, a lot of the people selling them are good at business. And if you have good business instincts, you know to avoid these potential landmines. So did New York in a roundabout way kind of shoot themselves in the foot with Absolutely. this ruling? I mean, New York wow. keeps on getting in their own way. It's like, what is it going to take for them to realize that they're getting in their own way? And ultimately, they're going to bankrupt themselves that's by true. trying to bankrupt Trump. It's like, and the truth always comes out. I mean, yeah. that's what I love about you is like, there's no filter. It is what it is. Like, yeah, I'm stuck <laughs> in this. This is all I got, boo. You can't write this character. Like, it is you, you know? Like, a, a guy. But isn't that so much easier than posing? Like, can you imagine how exhausting that is to have to pose to be someone else? Like, then you forget the pose. Then it's like, <laughs> just, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Living, I, living a lie is exhausting. Exhausting. We're really writing a self-help book here. I thought we were going to talk real estate, but we're halfway to my second bestseller. Well, let me just tell you something. Growing up, I wanted to be Mother Teresa and travel the world and like heal people. Uh So maybe there's something there, Jimmy. Like I literally, that's my true calling. Mother Teresa. And think about this. It almost works because Mother Teresa, the church has a lot of wine. Okay. Oh, so, okay. Oh, I see where you're going. Yeah, yeah, this is now an intervention. We've now, people are talking, Katrina. Okay. And and you invited me to your stand-up shows, and you're like, come on, we all all have a good time. You'd be great audience. The drunkest people are the best people. (laughs) That's who we need there, Katrina Campbell. I actually drink whiskey. Um, Oh, let's talk about this. Yeah, I drink whiskey. I do do drink red wine. I'm not really a huge drinker, but when I'm stressed, I drink whiskey. Um, And it doesn't, like, I could, you could drink it and not be hungover the next day. That's what I like about whiskey. No, I'm very pro Pro whiskey. Now let's have this talk. Are you drinking it straight? Are you drinking it neat? Straight on, it on the, the rocks. rocks. You are. Oh, sometimes neat. Sometimes but, on the rocks. But you drinking it straight like a grown up. Either way. Like a grown. But Eyes you know, well. whenever you go, I go to a restaurant. They're like, "Would you like some champagne?" I'm like, "Hell no!" <laughs> like, no, give me some whiskey. They're like. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you don't want to be treated like a stripper. No. You don't know, champagne is, it's, it's a stripper drink. I'm only... Whiskey's like a conservative, like I'm yeah. a conservative, uh-huh. Republican. Red-blooded American. <laughs> Red-blooded American because with a, good values. A lot of people don't know that, but bourbon, whiskey, that is our national spirit. Mm-hmm. Think about mm-hmm. that. So when you drink whiskey, you're supporting America. You know what? You're making me feel so much better. And it's not patriotic. only that, but whenever my sister tells me, you, are you having whiskey already? It's five o'clock. And I'm like, well, the kids are going crazy. Now that's what I'm going to tell her. I am a good American. Yeah, thank you. Okay. And listen, we live by a motto on this show that it's 6 a.m. somewhere. Yeah. And, you no, know? and no judging. You don't judge on this show. No. Are you kidding me? I'm the most flawed person I know. But that's the hook. Back to the point we made earlier about easy ways to live. Okay. If you lead flaw first. I think in every sense of the word, business relationships, personal relationships, if the cards are on the table, we got a good shot here. 
But when I first met you, and I'm not blowing smoke up your yeah, ass, yeah. I'm telling you this. When I first met you, I told your producers, I'm like, he's going to make it big because he is so authentic. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. He leads with humor and authenticity. And that's what people want. Like, come yeah. on. You know? Plus, I've got such good blackmail on the executives. <laughs> it's like the things I see. You know, as a comic, people open up to you. You know, as a former cab driver, people realize before I started at Fox, I just drove around this building people, picking up people who worked here. That was, was your like, strategy. So what's on your mind? <laughs> Anything you'd like to tell me about your coworkers? <laughs> Could you lean it a little closer? We can't pick that up on the microphone. That's brilliant. Say what you want about low-level extortion, folks, oh but you can God. make it all the way to the top. Katrina Campus is in studio. We're thrilled. We're excited. It's a big deal. Um, in the mansion industry right now, are things trending upward or things holding steady? How has the mortgage? How have the mortgage rates affected things, or have they not? Because at that level of purchase, a lot of these people are cash buyers. Okay, so what's happening right now is like before the end of 2023, the Fed said that they were going to get aggressive in 2024. Uh They were going to start reducing rates, right? Then we went into 2024 and the Fed's like, oh, hold up. They put the brakes on. Just kidding. We're not going to be as aggressive. So you saw an up kick in December Mm -hmm. with people entering the market. There was more inventory on the market. Buyers were excited. Sellers were excited. And then now it's kind of the brakes are back on. Now the luxury market is is its own animal, right? Because most of those are cash buyers. Mm-hmm. But um, even so, you know, the the market in general is just weird. Also with the election coming up, there's yeah. so much uncertainty. Um, and so – but I do look forward to 2024 because I think we will see price reductions. I think prices are going to continue to rise. I mean what people don't realize is the past three years, we've seen 29.7% appreciation in real estate. Even That's the last crazy. year, yeah. it's been 2.4%. So wow. real estate is still going up. So this idea that prices are going to come down, like it's not happening. So jump in and you could refinance later. Or prepare, you know? The time is now, okay? And this isn't just any radio guest. This woman (laughs) showed up bearing a salad, gifts. She's in town. She's making moves. Um, Back by you, uh, which is in Florida, okay, there was such a mass exodus from New York to Florida, such a mass exodus from California to Florida. Do you think that politicians are getting the message? Is this a teachable moment? Because Florida is attracting people in the numbers that it is because it is business friendly. It is real estate friendly. It's small business friendly. Um, Do you think other municipalities are going to get the message or do you think they're a little slow to the draw on this still? I think the message is out there. It's so loud and clear. The question is, do they want the message? You know, like I feel like it's like New York. Mm -hmm. Like it's so clear. Look how much business you've lost, right? Mm -hmm. Look how many people left the city to go to Florida, to go to Texas, to go to Tennessee. But like at what point do their own, like they have ulterior motives. So I don't know. It's like kind of like, beating a dead horse like at what point they don't necessarily get it or get maybe it. you know what it is too i think we have different definitions of success that's that may be true yeah no and i think in some of these states they don't value what we do it's like when you look at the border i don't think the democrats think their border policy is failing because they mm-hmm. want people coming into the country whereas the republicans do so it's almost like the philosophical difference is there but now when you're on the show campins um <laughs> how you're is, getting into philosophy i'm like no, oh no. we could go there too we, quantum yo, physics, philosophy. You, we could write a book every time i told we already did we're way <laughs> past that the book was like five minutes into the interview every time we talk we squeeze five hours into like a 10 minute interview so this is the one other thing I wanted to ask you, though. When you're in town with uh, a real estate conference, uh-huh. 
Uh, are the real estate people fun? Like the radio people are all drunks. They're a mess. Like when I go to a radio conference, like you'll never feel better about your own drinking than you will with radio people. Do the realtors get rowdy or is it just fancy steak dinners? So I'm here this week mm-hmm. for Real Estate Week on Fox Business. However, oh, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. So, so you're oh. basically asking. Hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, I'm not here for a conference. No, no. Then here. I already know the answer to that. <laughs> it's out of control. Let's talk. I hang out with these Fox Business people. Do you know Stuart Varney's faking the accent, right? <laughs> He's actually from Piscataway, New Jersey. Let's get this out of the way. I was on Stu's show twice this week. He's yep. such a hoot. I love He's him. such a hoot. I love him. He was um I was on I do his show every Tuesday. And I love Varney. And what's really funny yes. is whenever I'm in Naples, Florida. You okay, visit him? I have not visited him, <laughs> but got- everyone in Naples knows him. And at my stand-up shows, I was telling him this. Yes. I do a QA at the end of the show. He's like half the questions. Really? They, they, yes. And you know what's so interesting is he always, because obviously real estate, yeah, he always yeah. does it. He's like, well, my place in Naples and my place in Naples. I'm like, I got to see this place in Naples. Yeah. But that, I mean, he's famous in Naples. Then. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tease him about this next time I'm and, on the show. And he lives in, I think, probably the nicest trailer park I've seen. <laughs> I mean, is that a full double wide? I mean, you know, is it a full? I should ask him to tour his property. I think I did once. Like, really? Can I tour your house? Yeah. It's uh, Listen, I love getting cursed out in a British accent. That's hot. I'm glad you asked him. I'm just. He definitely cursed me. (laughs) Good for you. Yeah. That makes me happy. Well, on the Fox business side of things, okay, I, I do all of these shows. I know them all. I know them all well. These are these are my people. We these also did good. Fox News this morning, Fox Great. and Friends, which I well, listen, you're a multimedia superstar. No, we my point is, no, is I know. you know everybody I'm around. I know. So yeah, realtors yeah. are different. Yeah. I mean, Fox is like here. Realtors are all nuts. Yeah, yeah. And I, and, I, and I could say it because I was like, yeah. I remember I was invited to, and I haven't been to a real estate party in so mm-hmm. long. I was invited to one a few months ago, and I was like, oh my God. These people are all nuts. You were back in the wild. Yeah, like I felt like I was literally in Twilight Zone. Like they're all nuts. Now I know why realtors have this reputation. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking to Katrina Camp and she's spilling the tea on her industry. Uh, The FBN people. I just want to focus on them quick. (laughs) Because I hang out with them a lot. No, there's one thing I wanted to say that I think is a positive. Um, It wasn't like a jokey thing. Um, Money, at the end of the day, the economy, real estate, business, prosperity, that is not a Republican issue or a Democratic issue. Mm -hmm. And I think if you truly wanted to help the country, the one thing we all agree on is people want to make more money. So I think, you know, the economy and whichever candidate in the general election really does have the stronger economic message, I think that is going to decide this thing. Would you not say? A hundred percent. I mean, have you ever seen an issue that matters more than money? I can't think of one. And the American people are fed up. And yeah. all you hear, which mm. is true, mm. is that gas prices are up, groceries are up. I mean, the fact that literally you buy three things at the grocery store and it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. You know, and I was actually, Barney and I were, yeah. were talking about this too with Lauren, is literally, I think he went to go buy two pretzels or something and it was like, you know, 38 bucks. And he's like, these two pretzels are 30. But that's the reality we're living in right now. Yeah. People are sick and tired of it. Like, we want prosperity. God wants prosperity for us. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? That's why I think Trump's going to win. People mm. are going to vote for that economy. Uh-huh. I mean, who wants to suffer like this? And childcare, yeah. school, expensive. I mean, everything's just so expensive. Real estate, like we're uh, talking about, it's like at what point you're on the hamster wheel. And then we got to chip in to get childcare for Biden if he wins. <laughs> 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 Got to pay somebody to walk the guy around. It's not pretty, Katrina Campins. It's, it's a rough time to be. But that's what I think. I think the economy at the end of the day is going to decide this thing. A hundred percent. I uh, agree with you. And then it'll be interesting to see how the markets respond to that because I think the markets prefer a low regulation approach like the one Trump comes at us mm-hmm. with. 
I don't think they want to be forced, you know, into the compliance that the Biden administration is pushing. That's, I think, a fatal flaw for this administration. And I only say that to you because you do know things. Uh, last question, and then we'll let you go eat your fancy salad. Oh, by the way, on that note, Trump, oh. remember, back in the day, Trump was all about, like, remove the red tape, no regulations, and building yeah. more. That's what we need, too, when it comes to real estate. It's like building more, yeah. you know? So, okay, what was Yeah, the he's last a builder-friendly guy. Yeah. I mean, so much so that he's now being held liable for $345 million in pretend judgments. I mean, but isn't it weird so that's what i wanted to ask you as a developer uh-huh. okay when you look at it through the lens of development this has to scare other developers because th- you get loans this way of course it does and he what he did every developer does i mean it's like yeah. real estate 101 mm-hmm. so the fact that now he's being penalized for yeah. that and having to defend himself mm-hmm. for something that has been the norm for years and years and years and years yeah. if i was a developer i'd be i'd be like not risking that. Yeah, not here. Not Thanks. here. Thanks anyway. Yeah. Gotta go. Yeah. Wow. Looks like Varney's going to have a new double wide by the time this is over. <laughs> the developers are heading south. You can hear them fleeing. Uh, nobody uh, overinflates the value of having Katrina Campins on the show. Oh, well, this you're so kind. Lived and, up to the billing. And congratulations on your show. I'm Come serious. On, All Campins. because you deserve it. Um, no, no. You deserve, and you work hard. Like you're exhausted right no. now. I could tell, and you're still going. <laughs> like they're they're working you to the bone, no. and you're going. You're like the Energizer Bunny. But if you knew how good my drug dealer was, like you wouldn't feel. <laughs> this guy's great. I meet him behind port authority. Or is it whiskey underneath there? No, no whiskey <laughs> doesn't give you this kind of energy. Whiskey's the other end of this. So whiskey mm, for me, yeah. just when I land the plane. That's when I drink whiskey at the end of the night. Are you landing your private plane? Is that what you're talking about? You got a private plane there. now we'll get because there. it's Saturday night? A little less regulation. <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we're a couple election cycles away, but you'll certainly be welcome to come by. Thank you. The great Katrina Campins. <laughs> there she goes. We're back after this. You're listening to the most addictive show on the radio. This is crack, rock cocaine. It isn't glamorous or cool or kid stuff. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fela. Got to give a shout out to Lincoln Fela. He just landed his first summer job. <laughs> Jenny just texting me that the Link Man is going to be a camp counselor, a sports camp counselor. He's going to be helping the young kids learn sports this summer. And uh, that's, of course, a big deal because that's the first step towards getting this kid off my payroll. Shut your mouth. I mean, come on, man. Radio. I host a television show. I'm on the road doing stand-up. I'm selling pictures of Jenny's feet on OnlyFans. What the hell did you just say? Don't tell her. And to be clear, they're actually my feet. I just used her profile picture. But uh, a big step forward uh, for the link, man. Uh, and, you know, he's only 15. We're going to have him on at the end of the week to talk about it, find out what he's going to blow his money on. Uh, but there's nothing cooler, nothing cooler than personal responsibility. It's one of the things that I hate the most about all the government dependency they're selling us in Washington is this reality, okay, that you can't get out there and fend for yourself. And I promise you there's nothing more rewarding on earth, nothing on earth, than and doing for yourself, than having the ambition and the determination and the self-reliance to persevere and get stuff done. I mean, in all honesty, I would be bursting into song every second of the day thinking about going from a cab driver to my own nationally syndicated talk show, my own Saturday night TV show on the biggest channel in the world. In theory, I should be bursting into song every second of the day. I just don't have the energy. I'm exhausted. 
<laughs> but I can tell you I feel that sense of satisfaction. And I know for the Link Man, this is the first step. Uh, and it's something that's so valuable. You know, Lincoln was, if you remember, during the pandemic, he had a mullet and he looked like the toughest girl in prison. And then he started working out and he lost about 50 pounds and took up sports and, you know, really latched onto some real ambition. And I've seen the growth and I've seen that's what it's done for the kid. And it's just something I think everybody should take, you know, some pride in, uh, you know, not only the evolution of the link man, which you guys definitely drove behind the scenes with all your encouraging messages and your calls into the show, uh, but also in your own lives and in your own kids' lives. We live in the greatest country in the world, and there's no rule that says you can't do it. So get out there and enjoy your unique American privilege. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.